0: Okay, and we're back here for week two of the Over a Few podcast, and we're going to start with our week two picks. Last week for week one, we did them online in a column. This week, we're going to try it as a podcast. So I've got my friend Montu coming all the way from overseas from a super secret location, um, hanging out with Dr. Evil. And we're going to start with our one o'clock games, and we'll run back down the gamut all the way to our four o'clock. We'll give a little feedback, we'll give our predictions, and we'll let you know what we think. Okay, first game, one o'clock, Tampa Bay Buccaneers
1: wait a second you oh wait it's mana two okay go. okay
0: mana two sorry mana two inner tube is on and we're ready okay inner tube week one or week two (laughs) week two one o'clock games uh the one and oh tampa bay bucks at the O and one new york giants what's your take
1: Oh, tough one. Real tough because the Bucks are up and coming and the Giants they appear to be sliding a little. However, they did they did face a strong Cowboys defense uh, last week and, and they're a little bit overmatched on offense. I'm going to have to say, you know what? I'm some jaded. Honestly, I'm jaded Bucks just because oh, of last season. so I'm Bucks 2-0 right now. Oh,
0: so we'll just let the listening audience know that both of us are uh, New England natives. And Patriots fans, so well one of us is a New England native, but we're both Patriots fans. Um, so your pick is Bucks. I'm gonna go Giants, and I'm gonna go Giants for this specific reason. Uh, no team that started 0 and 2 has ever made the Super Bowl, and I still have a really strong feeling about these Giants. Um, they always sneak through the regular season at nine and 10 and six, and then they just turn into world beaters in the playoffs. Plus, they're at home. They lost at home on the open, or lost at home in the opener against the Cowboys. Uh, if they start zero and two with a division that actually looks stronger than expected, because the Redskins look good in Week One, they're going to get themselves in a pretty deep hole. The other three teams are all one and zero. So I'm going Giants. We got, a, we got yeah. a little conflict on our first one.
1: Yeah, I don't. I, I I disagree, but yeah, they're not they're not as good as everyone thinks. I've always said that. Moving on. <laughs>
0: Moving on, second game: uh, Houston Texans one zero at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The suddenly life, life, living Jacksonville Jaguars at zero one that almost won in week one.
1: Facade: Jacksonville still extremely weak on their defensive uh, backside, and their secondary is extremely weak, in my opinion. And Blaine Gabbert's only he's, this is only year two for him, and he's still not looking that impressive. Maurice, uh, upside, Maurice Jones-Drew, still going to be able to run it. However, facing the Houston Texans, and five years ago, we said, no-brainer, Jacksonville, all the way. Not anymore. Arian is going to run all over that defense. Andre Johnson looked spectacular last weekend, and I don't see why it would change with Matt Shaw behind the court.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, everyone's been talking about the Patriots' cupcake schedule. Texans started out with the Miami Dolphins in week one and get the Jags in week two. It's 2-0 two Texans. This is a pretty easy pick. I think we're both on the same page. All right, third game. Um, the Cleveland Browns, 0-1 at the Cincinnati Bengals, 0-1. Two teams that both got beat to hell in the first week. Uh, Brandon Whedon, actually older than both of us, starting as a rookie. Uh, <laughs> a little interesting. What's your take? Browns at Bengals.
1: Browns are so pathetic. They're pathetic inside and out of their organization. Um, because of that, and how they've conducted themselves over the past decade and more, ever since they became they became an expansion team again. Um, uh, Bengals no. all the way. Bengals all the way. Andy Dalton is going to recover with AJ. Green. Um, and BenJarvus Greenellis, he's going to get into. He's, he's going to slowly build up as he always does. He'll get more carries. He'll be productive. Bengals all the way. Browns is <laughs> just pathetic.
0: I I I do agree with you in the outcome. Uh, Benny actually looked pretty good in Week One. That was one of the few parts of the Bengals team that that played well. Um, their offense was god awful. Their defense just got completely exposed by Joe Flacco of all people. So uh, yeah, we're, we're saying Bengals, but. This is a a lesser of two evils, we could say. I don't feel like yeah. either one of these teams is going to be particularly good this year. No. It's just two unfortunately, bad teams playing uh, each other and somebody has to win.
1: Yes, it's one yeah, yeah, that's how it's going to play out. But Andy Dalton and AJ Green, I mean, they're they're up and coming. So more power to them.
0: AJ Green's very legit. Andy Dalton, I'm still not sold. I need to see a little more.
1: Yeah, he's like, you know, he's it reminds me of uh, Scalabrini. I don't know why that comes to mind. But. <laughs>
0: because he's a redhead. A white redhead well, playing professional well, sports. The, uh, the missing white rhino. White Mamba. forgetting White Mamba. <laughs> well, his nickname last year was Big Red, wasn't it? Like the gum?
1: Ooh, I don't like that much. But, uh, you know. Ooh, yeah.
0: Ooh. And it's better than the redheaded stepchild.
1: You're stereotyped now, Tim. Stereotyping. Uh, what's my name? Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm we'll excited. have to edit that out. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, we're moving on. We've got an uh, interesting game here, the the 1-0 Ravens at the 1-0 Eagles. Ravens Eagles.
1: Ravens Ravens. Uh, their offense, Joe Flacco is looking real good. He is a true veteran now. It's no longer inexperienced inexperience issues with him. Ed Reed, Ray Lewis are playing at their, you know, they're on the tail end of their careers. However, they're still playing at maximum capabilities that they have left. And the defense is just strong as ever. I know they lost Terrell Suggs, but it doesn't look like they lost him at all. So their defensive front's still massive and in charge. I don't see them losing at all. Um, I see Philadelphia uh, actually not doing as well. Michael Vick is still good. He's still relevant. I, I just don't see them being able to stop the Ravens' defense or their offense.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this. The Eagles had probably the least impressive win in Week 1. Um, Michael Vick with four interceptions, five turnovers total, um, and they won by one point against the Browns. Um, that's, that's pretty weak. It's weak stuff coming there. Not, not, not um, good enough. So we're, we're agreeing on almost everything. Alright, so Ravens over Eagles. Let's keep that 1 o'clock slate rolling. Ooh, this is a fun game. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of TVs tuned into this. The uh, incredible 1-0 Minnesota Vikings at the god-awful 0-1 Indianapolis Colts. Vikings at Colts. What do you got?
1: Tough call. Um, Colts still have problems on defense, it's obvious. However, their offense is looking better and heading in the right direction. I don't know if it's enough to get by Minnesota but I'm going on a limb here and I say the Colts pick up their first win this weekend I say they have just enough Mm, I think think
0: we're going to disagree again Um, Andrew Luck looked pretty bad against a real pass rush in the um, Chicago Bears and the Vikings have um, they don't have much but one thing they do have is a pass rush they do still have Jared Allen and they're going to be able to control the ball a little bit with Adrian Peterson if he stays healthy um, well, they're, they're a more yeah. talented team right now. The Colts have a few playmakers, but unless they get ahead, there's really, Dwight Franey's not getting after the quarterback when the, when he's got Adrian Peterson running downhill at him. The Vikings are going to pound it. I, I, this does not look like a high scoring game. It might be like a 17-13 no. or like 9-6 or or something god awful unwatchable. But I think the Vikings are going to take it.
1: I don't know. I this is one of those like surprise games. This is like a sleeper game for me, and I, I disagree. I think Andrew Luck breaks out of it a little bit, and he comes through on this one.
0: Well, he'll certainly do better than he did last week. I think he had, what, three interceptions in the first week? He had a, he had a rough start. Okay. All right, so we got a few more 1 o'clock. What do we got next? we got do we do the, we uh, next? the 0-1 Oakland Raiders at the 0-1 Miami Dolphins.
1: Oh, why... Oh, crap. I know Come there, on, there really? needs
0: to be a JV league for these teams
1: you know I, I was impressed <laughs> by Miami I I really was and and I hate I just them with the go, Fins, go Fins all the way Tannehill that's his name right
0: <laughs> Tannehill yeah pretty close Tannehill,
1: yeah go Tannehill uh, another Tannenhill rookie
0: cornerback that threw a ton of interceptions in week one and, and looked just confused and out of his element <laughs> And, and the Raiders, actually, nobody on the East Coast was able to stay up to watch that game, and you, being in a completely other part of the world, probably had no chance to watch it. But, That's true, I didn't. Um, the Raiders lost not by much to the Chargers, and one of the big reasons they lost, I don't know if you read about this, but their long snapper got injured, and oh. they, they muffed like three punts in a row. So they had Shane Leckler, the best punter in the league, who had... A punt of like negative twelve, a punt of like negative eight. W- it was pretty bad. Basically, wherever they were kicking from, that's where the Chargers were getting the ball.
1: Okay, you know what? You know what? I, I, you know what? Scratch my original decision. I'm gonna have to go and pick on this one. The more, <laughs> the
0: lesser of two evils again.
1: The le- well, no, no, this isn't the lesser of two evils. This is like the this is like <laughs> the smartest kid on the charts.
0: Oh, the smartest kid in the slow class. I see.
1: Yeah.
0: We got that going yes. on. All right. Yeah. I mean, I don't see either one of these teams get more than five wins this year. They're, this is just an ugly matchup. This is a yeah. weird but, week two because we're doing a whole lot of overreacting to week one, looking at how bad some teams looked, and they might come back around.
1: Yeah. Well, Carson Palmer's, you know, he's a veteran. He knows what he's doing with Darren McBedden. I did see some high unfortunately, and we don't always get them here. <laughs> but I did see some good highlights from Palmer to to McFadden, so and I McFadden's healthy at least, really... so yeah, he's healthy.
0: So, so we'll give that two with... more games.
1: <laughs> yeah, I yeah.
0: for all you fantasy owners Raiders. out there.
1: You know what? Yeah,
0: I'm going Raiders. Okay, I'm with you on the Raiders. Um, this is the first one that's really interesting for me, and I'm not sure which way I'm going. We got the uh, the 0 1 Saints at the 0 1 Panthers. Saints at Panthers. Ooh,
1: yeah, that's hard actually, because this is going to determine who's who's going to fall into the pit in the NFC South.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I I don't – I really – oh, wow, this is a push. This is two, hard.
0: Two teams with bad defenses. And the, the Saints have I, a better quarterback, but the Panthers – the Saints don't have a coach either. So it's how much can Drew Brees run the whole team? And Vilma's out for at least true. five weeks. So they don't have anybody in the middle.
1: Um, I got to go – I'm gonna go Panthers. I'm gonna go Panthers based on 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 some of that actually. Coaching is huge. And if you don't have the coaching, Sean Payton's a very good coach. And without him they're they're kinda of like you know, it's like it, it's without with that.
0: Yeah.
1: It it shows. It's a, it's like removing Bill Belichick from the Patriots. It's just you're not gonna it's not gonna work. Yeah. Even if you have Tom Brady out there, it's still not gonna be the same thing. So I think will The Saints figure it out. I think they're going to go. They're going to slide a little. They're not going to be as impressive this year.
0: So what I'm thinking right now is: Are the Panthers better than the Redskins? Are the Redskins better than the Panthers? That's what I'm torn on. And Cam Newton got held in check. He got held in check pretty pretty handily in Week One. But I also think that that Tampa defense is going to be good. It looks like it looks like they're they're strong. Yeah. And I do think the Saints are going to continue to put up 30-plus points a week. The Panthers defense is bad. This is a shootout. Um, But the Panthers are at home, and the Saints don't play great on the road. I'm going Panthers as well. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. uh, Our Cupcake of the Week, the Arizona Cardinals at the New England Patriots.
1: No explanation needed. Defense and offense look great on the Patriots. BB, the hoodie all the way.
0: I'm with you too. Patriots in an easy one. Um, Cardinals defense looked a little better than people thought. But they were also playing a rookie quarterback and they were playing Seattle. Um, I think it might be a little tighter. But I think it's still Patriots. Maybe something along the lines of like a 27-20 to 20 or even like a 27-14, 16-ish. Yeah. But I, I'm not yeah. really worried about the game in terms of oh, yeah. win-loss.
1: Well, since... Well, and I agree with the score, because since now we can actually spread the ball out a little bit more with the running game, we're, we're a legitimate, or as long as Steven Ridley does, does well and he's healthy, it appears that the, that the Patriots have a well-balanced offense suddenly, and, and that's scary.
0: And not only that, uh, Shane Vereen's supposed to be back for this game, so they should hopefully might not even see Danny Woodhead on those third-down screen passes. We might be seeing Shane Vereen, who's a little more explosive. Might see uh, Ridley on first and second and Vereen on third. The one thing that makes me a little nervous is the Cardinals do have a pass rush, a little bit more than the Titans, and I'm still not sold on that Patriots line, especially um, Brian Waters isn't back. They're talking about this might go all season. Um, he was looking to get traded. He doesn't want to leave Texas. That's the word on the radio. And um, the Patriots lost Dan Conley. It's being reported the way Belichick does its head injury, but... Most people think it's a concussion and he'll be out this week. So so their line's a little shaky. Um, I think their defense makes up for it. I think their skill players make up for it, and they still win pretty easy. Next. Next, 4 o'clock games. Um, Dallas Cowboys 1-0 at the Seattle Seahawks, 0-1. Dallas Cowboys
1: look really impressive against the world champion Giants, as hard as it is to say that in one sentence. Tony Romo is experienced. He's got Jason Witten. He's got DeMar- uh, DeMarco Murray. He, he might
0: not have Jason Witten because he's still dealing with – Jason Witten's got a spleen injury going on. So he Uh-oh. he played in week one, uh-huh. but he left the game relatively early. He's still kind of uh, – he might need surgery. So they're Ooh, okay. they're trying to see if he's well, going to be it. able to fight through it or whether or not he's going to –
1: all around, the, the Cowboys looked like a solid team all around on defense and offense last week. I, I, I have to go with the Cowboys.
0: Mm, I'm going to let you fall into that trap. I'm going Seahawks, and here's why. Um, the biggest crowd advantage in the NFL, the loudest, most uh, disruptive experience for somebody like Tony Romo, who doesn't always have it together, you're relying on Tony Romo, Drew Brees, I mean not Drew Brees, uh, Des Bryant, to go into an environment Where they're gonna need to be able to do a lot of silent count and um, a lot of hand signals, and I'm not really sure they're all that bright.
1: (laughs) Your theory is flawed, my friend. We'll see how it goes. You're counting on the twelfth man of the stadium.
0: The Seahawks have the best home field advantage in the NFL. Not even close. We'll see how it plays out. Seahawks. Seahawks. Card. um, Cowboys. We got our maybe second or third disagreement.
1: Oh yeah, I know right. Next.
0: Next, we have the 1-0 Washington Redskins at the 0 saint Louis Rams.
1: Well, uh, you know, RG3, he's interesting. <laughs> he's going to be throwing a lot. Can the Rams stop it? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: Hell no. They, they've got a good front four, but their pass defense is pretty good awful yeah I'm with you on that yeah,
1: they're gonna they're gonna be exploited and they're gonna be exploited quick if RG3 um, doesn't make any of the typical rookie mistakes if he's on point like he was last week easy win for them
0: okay I'm gonna go Redskins as well I don't think it's gonna be quite as easy um one thing that I thought really really interesting that I heard following that game and maybe it's just because I have so much time on my hands and I listen to too much NFL podcasts and network and information um no, sure. oh thank you <laughs> Uh, the offensive coordinator Kyle Shanahan for the Redskins pulled a significant chunk of their game plan from the Baylor game plan, or Baylor offense that RG3 used. So he was running a college-style offense in Week 1. Granted, he looked really good doing it, but I think the fact that teams are going to be able to go back and look at what he did last year at Baylor, or in his college career, and say, oh, these are his tendencies in this system, I think it's going to catch up to them. Maybe not this week, but I do expect the stats to go down a little. In the same way that Cam Newton had really, really explosive first couple weeks of last year and then kind of settled into 200 yards and one touchdown a week range. So I, I think it's going to even out. I think maybe this week, maybe next week, but the Redskins offense is going to slow down a little bit. You're not going to see what you saw against the Saints. A team with no coach and no offense playing against a game plan they were completely unprepared for. I think it's going to slow down a little bit. I still say Redskins. Okay, here's what we got next. Tennessee Titans, 0-1 at San Diego Chargers, 1-0. You losing me? Nope, nope, just trying to
1: power. Oh, oh, okay.
0: Okay, we're in stealth mode now. We'll go go a little quieter. Tennessee Titans, 0-1 at San Diego Chargers want to know
1: exciting stuff I'm going to have to say Chargers Chargers
0: okay I'm actually uh, I think I'm actually with you because I'm not really sure what the quarterback situation is for the Titans and the Chargers have a chance to to kind of make it a two team race in the AFC West between them and the Broncos they could they could put the Raiders and the uh, Chiefs in, in in the back seat which I wouldn't be that surprised if it happens. Uh, those two teams belong in the basement. Um, so, yeah, I know. So we'll say Chargers. I think that a little bit overrated. This is another uh, a battle of two middling teams, but the Chargers do have the quarterback that the Titans don't. And in the in the NFL, quarterbacks matter so much.
1: Yes, quarterback is huge. Jake Walker's injury is not well, not
0: good. Yeah, they were saying nope. separated shoulder, which... Uh, Okay, this is another one, 420, last of the 425 games. um, New York, the New York Jets, the suddenly high-flying offense New York Jets at the beat-up Pittsburgh Steelers. Jets at Steelers.
1: You know, it's interesting. The Steelers had a bad game, but I think the Steelers will uh, win this one. I don't think the Jets can, I think the Jets winning was nice, but, They're not as good on as we think, and I think the Steelers won't crumble like that so easily. I think they win hard-fought
0: game, though. Close. We're going to disagree again. I'm going Jets. I just, I think the Steelers are too beat up still. I need to see, I need to see a few players get back. Um, Roethlisberger just got killed because their offensive line, which was already bad, is down two players already. Roethlisberger's playing with a torn rotator cuff. Um, that that's not going to get better. I I can't see how that improves during the season. It's only going to get worse as he gets hit and throws more passes. Um, so I'm going Jets. <laughs> okay, we got three more games. We got the Sunday night game, which hmm. We got the the uh, Detroit Lions one 0 and after sneaking one out. At the suddenly dominant everybody's Super Bowl pick, San Francisco 49ers.
1: Honestly, this is a hard call. Um, I think the, the Detroit Lions got their feathers ruffled last week, but um, San Fran looked really strong, but I mean, they still have Alex Smith, and I don't I don't trust <laughs> Alex Smith as much as everyone else seems um, to. Frank Gore looked really good last week, looked, um, looked like a. Like, and well, his old self, um, with injury-free. So, I mean, if they can keep this up, they could go 2-0. Um, you know, Matt Stafford, I, I I was actually very shocked he had such a bad game, but um, maybe it's the curse. Could be the cover curse. Megatron, I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See.
1: I'll, I'll have to go with, uh, I'm going to have to say, I'll, I'll go with my gut instinct in this and say that San Fran can beat Detroit.
0: I'm going to go with you, too. San Fran's at home. Um, it's outdoors. It's still September, but the Lions are a uh, a dome team with a, a fast-paced, high-speed offense. And one thing we've seen is unbalanced offenses in the NFL really struggled in Week 1. Packers lost. Saints lost. I expect the Lions to lose here. They don't have a running game. Um, the 49ers do still have Alex Smith, but they're a much more balanced team. Offense to defense, pass to run they have the best special teams in the league so it's really hard to go against them especially at home and we have
1: what do we got next
0: we got our monday night game we got the the suddenly revived peyton manning and the denver broncos at the arizona cardinals i'm sorry not sorry at the atlanta falcons broncos at the falcons
1: oh my gosh this is going to be a high scoring game possibly um
0: possibly absolutely
1: well, then I, I don't know where you go with it's gonna be like who's got the who's got the last possession that's what it's gonna seem to come down to, um I gotta go with the Wiley veteran Peyton Manning I'm gonna get on that bandwagon and say they're two and zero gonna go for it on a limb I know and their defense is young too they got a lot of veterans and Vaughn Miller's a beast Denver all the way sorry Natty Ice or Matty Ice.
0: <laughs> i think i'm going denver as well um just because i i firmly believe the atlanta falcons are the paper tigers of the nfl they look good every year in, in, until it really matters and then they just fold under pressure uh they're not they're not mentally tough they're not physical their defense played against a pretty bad offense so i think that they're eventually going to get exposed a little more uh, julio jones is legit he's scary but other than that their passing game um tony gonzalez is old Um, Yeah, Michael Turner's old. But running at all,
1: yeah.
0: It might catch up to the... I mean, Peyton Manning's old, too. Don't get me wrong. But Peyton Manning... Old Peyton Manning is still Peyton Manning. And he looked like a real...
1: (laughs) Which which we found out last week. It's still Peyton Manning.
0: (laughs) Yes, it's still Peyton Manning. So that that counts for something. All right. So I'm going to do something a little sneaky. Um, Hurry up. Power's low. Power's low. Okay, technically we only have that... Technically, we finished the week two slate, but we're gonna do the Thursday game for week three, just because I can never get anything out by Thursday. That means we're doing podcasts or predictions on Wednesdays. So okay. the, the Thursday game for week three, the New York Giants at the Carolina Panthers.
1: Ooh. Ooh. Mhm. Oh, it's hard because we don't know what's actually happening. We yet. don't know what they're Crap. gonna do
0: in. We don't know what they're gonna do in week two.
1: Wild card shot, Panthers all the way.
0: Panthers all the way. Uh, I would like to just remind kidding, you that just kidding. That, uh,
1: just kidding. They're that, oh, he's they're backing me. The giants out. and three. Yeah, no, no, Giants. I gotta go, Giants. Just based off of statistics and probability.
0: So I'm I'm gonna go Panthers. I'm gonna go Panthers for two reasons. One, the Giants are wildly unpredictable. I think they're gonna win, and I think they're gonna be one and one. Everyone's gonna be feeling good about them again, and they're gonna blow it again, and go back to one and two. Uh, my other reason is that the Giants tee off on on stand-in-the-pocket quarterbacks, Cam Newton can move, and I think Cam Newton's going to be able to move the pocket against some of their pass rushers, and that's going to neutralize a lot of their uh, their biggest strength. True.
1: True. I'll, I'll, that's a valid reason. Valid reason. Well, We will see. We will see, though.
0: Okay, so we're, we're just about right on time. We're shooting for a 30-minute podcast. We're at about 26 minutes right now, and we can wrap this bad boy up.
1: Uh, all right. Well... From around the globe, coming (laughs) you direct. Monot 2 is out.
0: And this is Sex Panther wrapping up our week 2 picks.